guys, it's time to reveal the theory of the day. Are you ready? Okay, okay, here I go. The theory of the day is... Sesame Street! My friend Toothpicky here. Say hi, Toothpicky. Toothpicky says that the theory of the day is that Sesame Street has a dark secret and that it all begins with Elmo wanting to bump off his friend's pet rock. But, but I wanted to... But that really? The root of the problem is more systematic. Toothpicky says that in the end, what Rocco represents is older generations failing to establish proper social norms and a troubling tendency of defaulting to victim blaming. Uh, wow, that, that was very insightful. He, he said all that? Yup. Now I'm curious, what else does Toothpicky have? have to say that I deserve a raise. Your toothpick friend is stupid, Dan. Internet, welcome to Film Theory, the show that'll always let you have the last oatmeal raisin cookie. You know what's wild? My parents grew up with Sesame Street, and then I grew up with Sesame Street, and now my son Oliver can also grow up with Sesame Street, after his Paw Patrol phase, of course. This show started all the way back in 1969. It has run for an insane 52 seasons, a total of 4,626 episodes so far. Anyway, with this show being such a prominent ingredient in the cultural stew and producing such a huge volume of content, you can bet that there's gonna be plenty of unusual things that have happened inside the old neighborhood. Like the time the musician Smokey Robinson got groped by the letter U. Or the time they decided to dunk on Fox News. This show is way too clean! That is it! I am changing the channel! From now on, I am watching Fox News! Now there's a trashy news show! Or that time they turned famous actor Robert De Niro into a cabbage. Hey! Look at me, I'm a cabbage. Good source of riboflavin. But none of that quite compares to what surfaced earlier this year, when Twitter user Booty tweeted a clip where Elmo flips out over his friend Zoe's pet rock, Rocco. No, 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 wait, wait, Elmo. What? Rocco says that he wants the oatmeal raisin cookie. Rocco! Watching as the usually kind and patient Elmo loses his cookies, literally and figuratively, over a rock made this clip go absolutely viral, totaling over 9 million views, with just about every major news publication from Vanity Fair to Polygon to NPR covering Elmo's explosive rage. Elmo's Twitter account got involved, Dwayne The Rock Johnson responded, heck, Sesame Street's TikTok is still leaning in. Everyone has had themselves a good old time and enjoyed their thousands of dollars in free advertising off this one clip. But then, of course, the internet decided to do what it does best, it dug deeper. Several cyber sleuths, or I suppose they could be Sesame Street superfans, found that this wasn't the only time where Elmo became just a wee bit upset by Rocco's shenanigans. Oh, Rocco says that was a great workout. It sure was, Rocco. But Rocco didn't even move. He's a very special Rock. Go on, say hello, Rocco. Rocco says hello. Elmo didn't hear anything. It would seem like everyone's favorite little red monster actually has himself a short fuse when it comes to this particular rock. And this caught my attention because, well, first off, it's just funny, but also because it seems so out of character for both the show and Elmo. Elmo is always portrayed as this incredibly kind character, and yet for some reason he has one trigger, and it's Rocco? He goes completely mask off and devolves into a fiery red ball of rage, but why? What is actually going on here? What's the backstory? Is there a backstory? 
story. Why is Elmo suddenly transforming from a cute, cuddly, metaphorical monster into a literal one? Are the memes finally coming true? Has Elmo finally had enough and is ready to watch it all burn? Well, I looked into it, loyal theorists, and the truth is actually much sadder than all of that. Elmo is far from the monster in these situations. There's a dark past hidden inside the history of Sesame Street's imaginary friends, and Elmo is the helpless victim that's currently getting steamrolled in the process. Let's start off with a bit of backstory here. Elmo's beef with Rocco actually goes back much further than you might initially expect. The earliest clip that surfaced after the initial viral tweet came all the way from 1999, when Zoe interrupts Elmo so that Rocco can be the one to say the number of the day. Today's number is 12! Rocco says the number is 12! Elmo is supposed to say the number of the day, not Rocco. Now, three-year-old Zoe having an imaginary pet rock isn't in and of itself strange. These characters are children, after all. It's all typical behavior from a child with a growing imagination. And it's not like Elmo doesn't understand imaginary friends or pretend play, either. In another episode with Rocco, Elmo has a stuffed toy that he's named Baby David. The two of them pretend to be astronauts. Elmo's playing astronaut with Baby David. Hi, Baby David. I'm playing with Rocco. Hello, Rocco. Elmo, could you please watch Rocco for a minute? Rocco doesn't need Elmo to watch him. Rocco's just a rock. Well, rocks need watching too, Elmo. But, but Zoe... Elmo obviously doesn't think that they're literally floating around in space. They're just playing astronaut. So clearly he can separate fantasy from reality. So then why does he have all this animosity towards a rock imaginary friend? Because here's the thing. After digging into the relationship between these two, this rivalry happens a lot. In episode 4064, Elmo, Zoe, and an elephant are tasked with doing the Rocco dance. That's Mr. Rocco. And Elmo doesn't understand why other characters insist that Rocco is such a good dancer. I've always wanted to dance like Rocco. Rocco! But, 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 but he's a rock! Oh, but what a dancer! Such grace! In episode 4424, Zoe insists that Rocco is getting married, and she throws a huge event complete with guests and a cake, much to the confusion and frustration of Elmo. Rocco has to choose a best man, see? Best man for a rock? This is the silliest thing Elmo's ever thought! This pattern holds even going as far back as Rocco's first appearance in episode 3809, where Elmo straight up laughs in Zoe's face when she tries to introduce him. Elmo, he's right here. See? He's my new best friend, Rocco. But Zoe... It's a rock. Laughing in your friend's face when she introduces you to her new friend, imaginary or otherwise. Not exactly a very kind thing to do there, Elmo. Seems remarkably out of character for this gentle and sweet monster. But why? What is the actual backstory here? Well, from the creator's standpoint, this was always what they intended. Reading interviews with the writers that came out after the viral video, they intended for Elmo to always get frustrated by the whole Rocco situation. See, while the clips of Elmo getting frustrated are hilarious and show him being an absolute savage to this rock, the full episode's actually paint a much different picture. Yeah, in the episodes, Elmo always starts stubborn and insists that Rocco is just rock. But in basically every single situation, he either exhibits an enormous amount of patience or goes out of his way to befriend Rocco for Zoe's sake. For instance, that episode where Rocco is getting married, Elmo is honored when Rocco actually wants him to become the best man. In another episode, number 4077, while the group is having fun on a play date and they're swinging on a tire swing, Zoe insists that Rocco get a turn before Elmo. Despite him not wanting Rocco to get a turn because, you know, it's a rock, Elmo eventually relents and patiently waits his turn while Rocco goes first. And during the elephant dance session that I mentioned earlier, Elmo keeps dancing for Rocco despite being knocked around by the giant elephant and Rocco's constant criticism of Elmo's moves. Like that, Rocco? The elephant was great! 
but Elmo's shooby dooby doos need work. So while Elmo does tend to lose his cool whenever Rocco gets brought into the picture, by the end of the episode, he generally learns and grows from the experience. But hold on, go, go back to that last example. Elmo is being physically and psychologically attacked here. He's being knocked around by an elephant and made fun of for his dance moves, all of it for the benefit of Rocco. In the cookie clip, Elmo's favorite cookie is being given away to an inanimate object. And on the tire swing, Elmo winds up having to share his turn because Rocco has gone before him. And suddenly the adult Gabby has run out of time. Who's next? Uh-oh, uh, Elmo is, Elmo is. Rocco's in line ahead of you. It's his turn. But Rocco is a rock. You know, Elmo, Rocco is next in line. Oh, okay. In each of these situations, and others that I'm not talking about, Zoe is always the one pulling some kind of cruel stunt on Elmo. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Enough so that I have to ask, is she the true monster here? It'd be one thing if Zoe actually thought that Rocco was alive, but she doesn't. She understands what he is. In that infamous cookie clip, Zoe admits that Rocco isn't actually alive. He doesn't eat or breathe or grow. It's true that Rocco really, really isn't alive like you and I are. He doesn't eat or breathe or grow, right? Well... Yeah. In fact, the episode that introduces Rocco also features a song that specifically says that rocks aren't alive and cannot eat. Is a rock alive? No, it can't grow like your brother. Is a rock alive? No, it can't eat like your mother. Seems like a very clear message from the creators of the show. So, Zoe understands that Rocco isn't alive. He isn't really saying all these things to Elmo or wanting to eat his favorite type of cookie. So that would imply then that Zoe has to be the one being the real jerk here, right? I mean, if you go back and watch these interactions with that fact in mind, the tone drastically shifts. All of a sudden, this isn't a case of a girl wanting her imaginary friend to have the oatmeal raisin cookie that he prefers. It's depriving Elmo of the cookie that he wants. That sequence with the dancing elephant, it's not a girl passing along constructive criticism from her imaginary friend, it's just her having an excuse to say mean things to Elmo. The incident with the swing that we mentioned earlier, it's not a girl wanting to make sure that her imaginary friend gets his turn of the fun, it's about making Elmo wait before he can have fun. It's about control. Zoe uses Rocco as a means of controlling all of those around her. In fact, after Rocco gets to swing, Zoe then insists that Rocco keep swinging, further delaying Elmo's turn. Okay, okay, now it's Elmo's turn! Oh, what's that? Rocco says he's having such a good time, he wants to keep on swinging! Not to mention that this entire situation starts because Zoe interrupts Elmo's playdate with Gabby and forces Rocco into it. There's somebody else who wants to play too. Someone else? Yeah, Rocco! Zoe, rocks can't play. And once he's in, Rocco once again steamrolls Elmo's plans. So, what are we gonna do? Let's say the alphabet. Wait a minute, what's that, Rocco? He says he'd rather jump. But Rocco's a rock! Rock can't jump! Elmo wants to see the alphabet! But that wouldn't be fair to Rocco. Zoe was the one who wanted to jump here. Rocco was just the excuse. At another point, in episode 4258, despite his protests, she asks Elmo to hold Rocco's hand, only to come back and claim that he's holding something else. That's not Rocco's hand, that's his butt. Oh, no, it's gross! 
Oh, watch it there, Zoe. That is a serious accusation you're making. You're fixing to get Elmo canceled. But in all seriousness, this is yet another example of her using Rocco to humiliate Elmo despite him ultimately doing what she wants. I could go on and on here listing more and more examples, but the long and short of it is that Zoe's actions are just cruel. She's using Rocco as an excuse not just to get what she wants, but then to terrorize Elmo while getting what she wants time and time again. So there we have it, right? Despite what we see in these viral clips, Zoe is actually the evil monster lurking on Sesame Street, tormenting and gaslighting Elmo in an unchecked reign of terror, right? Well... Not exactly. You see, while Zoe isn't exactly treating Elmo the best here, you have to remember, like Elmo, she's three years old, despite being three years old for the past 50 years. Either way, Zoe is a child, and just like we can't blame Elmo for his negative response to Rocco, it's not exactly fair to pin all this blame for the toxic relationship between the two on her behavior. Especially when children at that age can't really understand complex topics like morality, outside of just, this is right, this is wrong. No, the root problem here actually goes much deeper in Sesame Street, all the way down to the people that are supposed to be looking after these adorable little monsters. See, when it comes to this Rocco situation, it's the adults on Sesame Street, both the humans and the monsters, who aren't doing what needs to be done for the best interests of either Elmo or Zoe. In every single situation that I've brought up here today, the adults are bending over backwards to make sure that Zoe is happy, walking the tightrope to indulge her fantasies about Rocco despite knowing that he's just a rock. Now, let me be clear, being a parent and engaging with a child's imaginary friend, great thing to do, totally fine, it is healthy to engage with the child's fantasies to a certain degree, respecting their imagination. But the adults on Sesame Street are actually taking this to a whole nother level, a dangerous level, and it's doing more harm than good. Psychologist Dr. Samantha Rodham Witten explains that, while fostering a child's imagination is great parenting, imaginary friends can get out of hand in certain situations. You cannot let the imaginary friend turn into a way for the child to control the family because that teaches the kids the wrong lesson. Again, think of the very first clip that brought this whole situation to light. Rocco was not only given a cookie, but at first was given Elmo's favorite cookie over Elmo. And instead of really getting down on one knee and being firm with Zoe about being fair to Elmo, the adult in the clip just kinda lets it happen. Gabby, can Elmo have an oatmeal raisin cookie instead, please? Gee, Elmo, that was my last one. Back when Zoe interrupts Elmo's playdate, the adult should have stepped in to defend Elmo, who was clearly uncomfortable saying no to Zoe. And when Zoe and Elmo get into a shouting match because Rocco wants to jump instead of Elmo's choice of saying the alphabet, the adult should have been the one to defuse the situation. Instead, they come up with this. Maybe we can jump and say the alphabet at the same time. Each time, Elmo's wants and needs are ignored by the people around him in order to appease a rock. The same thing happens with the swing later. Sure, the adult checks in to see whether Elmo's okay with Rocco going first. Are you sure you're okay with this, Elmo? Yeah, Elmo's next anyway, Gabby. But when she suddenly has to go and Elmo doesn't get a full turn to himself, Elmo's patience isn't rewarded. He's the one left holding the bag. And these aren't the only examples of adult characters letting Zoe through the form of Rocco, walk all over Elmo. In that dancing clip that we showed you earlier, the elephant calls Rocco your greatness, and sir, even forcing Elmo to make sure that he calls him Mr. Rocco. Maybe Zoe and Elmo should switch places, if it's okay with Rocco. That's Mr. Rocco. Uh-oh. 
The full wedding that's thrown for Rocco and his bride Petra really takes it as far as it can go. An expensive wedding cake is ordered, people dress up, they stress over being late for this rock. These adults are enabling Zoe, letting her control so much of their lives and Sesame Street in an unhealthy way. And worse, they're letting her stress Elmo out, drive him insane, exasperate him to this breaking point. Remember, he's three. He doesn't have the tools to understand why they're treating this rock in this way. A way that is, mind you, better than the way that they're treating him. But why? Why are these parents seemingly so scared to really put their foot down when it comes to Rocco. Well, it's sad to say, but this actually has its roots in entirely good intentions, and we can trace the reason why all the way back to the 1970s and a little character named Mr. Snuffleupagus. Yep, I'm serious, this conspiracy goes deep. See, Rocco isn't the first time that Sesame Street has addressed the idea of imaginary friends with an ongoing storyline, and let's just say that the way they did it before was problematic. Back in 1971, Sesame Street introduced Aloysius Snuffleupagus, a big, hairy, elephant-like monster who befriends Big Bird. It's Cool, another new character for all the others on the show to interact with, right? Except there was a problem. Big Bird was the only person who ever saw Mr. Snuffleupagus, and whenever Big Bird tried to introduce him to any of the human characters, Mr. Snuffleupagus would be gone, disappeared into thin air or lumbering off screen just in time to miss everyone. It got to the point that, while the human characters would play along with Big Bird, they didn't believe him when he said that Mr. Snuffleupagus was a real thing. At my nest, there's Mr. Snuffleupagus. He is? Yes. Now? Yes, now. I'm not gonna waste my time. I'm gonna go see some imaginary animal. I wanna get this finished. I wanna go rest. So much so that it became a recurring joke that would run for 14 years. And then things changed. In the mid-1980s, Sesame Street's creators saw an episode of 60 Minutes highlighting the statistics involving child abuse and neglected home. The people working on Sesame Street felt that having their adult characters refuse to believe a six-year-old Big Bird when he's trying to tell them something could make the children watching at home think that no adults would believe them if they came forward about something serious. And so finally, they decided to introduce Mr. Snuffleupagus to the rest of the cast. In November of 1985, Big Bird was finally vindicated as the adults came face to face with Snuffy and their jaws hit the floor. I told you there was a Snuffleupagus and last you've seen him and you gotta believe it, right? He's not imaginary, but you never believed me. Enter Rocco. I suspect that in the aftermath of the Mr. Snuffleupagus drama, the creators of Sesame Street leaned hard, too hard, in the other direction. Now the lesson they seem to be passing along isn't just that grown-ups will believe you when you tell them things, but they'll go along with it so much that you can then use your imaginary friends to torture other kids, to control everyone around you. And none of this actually speaks to Elmo's state of mind. Sure, it's important to make sure that Zoe feels believed and validated, but what about Elmo pointing out that Rocco is just a rock. Why aren't his accurate observations and ensuing confusion getting equally acknowledged? Instead, there's nothing. In yet another episode, Zoe ignores Elmo's protests over not wanting to watch Rocco. Could you please watch Rocco for a minute? Rocco doesn't need Elmo to watch him. Rocco's just a rock. Rocks need watching too, Elmo. I'll be back in a minute. But when Rocco suddenly disappears, guess who's the one left having to apologize? Elmo. You didn't watch Rocco for me and now... He's gone. I'm a sorry, Zoe. It wasn't his fault. He never said he would watch Rocco. It was never his responsibility. Gone? Well, he can't be gone, Elmo. I, I asked you to watch him. Yeah, you did, but you never got an affirmative answer there, Zoe. Where is Elmo's right to autonomy in this situation? Nowhere. It has no place right now on Sesame Street. In every Rocco scene on the show that I watched, Elmo is consistently left last on the tire swing. He's the one forced by everyone around him to give up his cookie to appease a rock. Elmo is Silenced. So, is it any wonder that he'd hate this thing after so many years? But hey, that's just a theory. A film theory. And cuts.